0: Welcome to another episode of Not Too Deep. I'm your host, Grace how Helbig, the first. It is a very exciting episode. We have Jack Conte here with us. If you haven't heard of him, get ready to feel like you are lazy. This man does it all. He's the CEO of Patreon. He has a band called Pomplamoose with his beautiful wife. He's got another band called Scary Pockets that he's very... Very embarrassed about the name, but we're, we'll get into that. We talk about everything from what it's like uh, growing up in the YouTube space, being a CEO of a company, and also, oddly, we both have been inspired by Snoop Dogg directly at different points in our lives. So get ready for this very exciting episode of Not Too Deep with Jack Conti.
1: Not, not Too Deep.
0: Indulge and delicious. Chocolate truffles from Cocotopia. That's only 40 calories with less fat and sugar than the other guys. It's perfect to treat yourself after a long day. You can go to Cocotopia.com and enter promo code GRACE at checkout to get 50% off your first order. Make sure you type the code in all caps. Go to Cocotopia, dot acom and enter promo code GRACE, G-R-A-C-E in all caps at checkout for 50% off your first order. Indulge without the guilt. Jack Conti is what's here. Up? Thank God. I'm so excited. Um, I'm going to ask you. I've decided we've been doing this podcast for like five or six years now, and uh, I've decided to really polarize and make my guests uncomfortable with an opening question um, oh, that I'm, I'm workshopping. let just guests. jump straight into mm-hmm. it. All right. The question is What's your deal? What's my deal? That does make me really uncomfortable. Is that weird? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. This is where the the origin of this question came about, and I so I was curious to hear your reaction to it because as someone that wears a lot of hats. Uh, this question gets proposed to me in so many different forms. You yeah. Know? And oh. it's always uncomfortable to be like, how do you describe yourself? Right. What's your deal? Right. Like, what's your log line? Yeah, as plus, a there's creative? like an
1: aggressive part of the question, too. It's almost as if like you're doing something wrong. It's like, what's your I'm deal? I'm you. Exactly. I'm negging
0: you into a very warm and wonderful conversation there, that's okay. about to happen. Well, there we
1: go. <laughs> um, what's my deal? I'm a, I'm a creator, I've been a YouTuber for the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. And then about six years ago, I started this company called patreon and um beautiful company thank you Mm -hmm. thank you kindly Mm -hmm. and uh now i'm like trying to figure out how to be a ceo and a creator and it's hard and weird and i'm learning a lot and i love it and um i'm working harder than i've ever worked in my life and uh
0: but then you also have this like side music creative Mm -hmm. hustle that i when i started deep diving into your world i was like is this really, is this a parody like, yeah. like thing? Like, is this really him? And then I was like, oh, I bet this is a wonderful like outlet balance to every professional thing you're doing, every CEO-esque thing that you're doing.
1: Totally, yeah. Okay. I mean, Pomplamoose, just just for the record though, Pomplamoose came first way before Patreon. I mean, we I was doing Pomplamoose in two thousand. Right, when you go, yeah,
0: yeah, when you go back on YouTube, like some of your first videos are the music videos yeah. for, and this is a band started with your wife. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um.
1: She was Would, my girlfriend at the time, but I, then we, then oh, we made it official. thank God that
0: you guys made it official. <laughs> oh,
1: Jesus.
0: Uh, what's that conversation like? I'm going, like, should we make music together? It was
1: okay. The true story is uh-huh. it was fucking hard. Can I swear? I can,
0: I can, you can okay. fucking swear okay. on, can on this podcast, podcast yes. Swear. <laughs> it was
1: hard. We broke up. <laughs> no. um, Let's get right into it. I mean, it. we're going,
0: we're going for it. Yeah, uh,
1: we started. So I am not very good with members of the other sex. Okay, typically, I'm, okay. I'm a very nervous, kind of shy person. Sure. And for whatever reason, when I saw Natalie perform, I was like, I. I was head over heels. I fell in love. So
0: you watched her perform before you guys started dating. Yes. You got totally infatuated.
1: Totally infatuated. Okay. It was like cinematic infatuation uh. moment. And I went up to her afterwards and we started talking and immediately we, you know, I I wanted to produce a record of hers cuz I thought she was amazing and uh-huh. she she wasn't that a producer sounds, at the time.
0: in this context, like a euphemism. I, but I produce I, a record of hers? I yeah, mean, I bet you did. Yeah, I
1: wanted to go to the studio with her, if you know what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Uh, um, that's like not sexual at all. No, so. not um, at <laughs> all. Especially considering in the studio, most of the time you're just sweating and bored and sitting there with nothing to do. But anyway, oh, that's so.
0: A, so I should call my house my studio. There you go. Got it.
1: <laughs> so, um, so I went up to her afterwards. I was like, hey, let's I'll, I'll produce your record, uh-huh. so to speak um and she said yes and so we started working on this record together and at the same time we also started kind of falling in love and dating and um it was so hard it was it didn't work i mean yeah we broke up it was because you're you don't have that foundation of trust right you know and so when you have to give like tough feedback about like ah
0: let's do this or let's Mm -hmm. not do this you know it's 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 hard to disconnect your personal feelings from the work feelings yeah
1: Yeah. it's like too much at once
0: yeah 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 Yeah. um but that's a lot That's very um, optimistic of you guys to take that on immediately. (laughs) It's aggressive. I think
1: optimistic, that's a very nice word. Thank you for using (laughs) that. I'll I'll take it. Sure. Um, Yeah, we did that, broke up, got back together a little while later, and then didn't do music for like two years. Oh, wow. And we just built that foundation and that trust and the relationship. You learned your lesson. We did. Yeah. And then we started making music together and it was like, seamless and easy and uh, the most joyful collaboration I've ever had in my life.
0: Uh, that's amazing. Yeah, it was great. But now you also have, what's the other band you have? Uh, Scary Pockets. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay, I need to hear one, how the name came about. Oh,
1: that's so dorky. I'm so, I am feel so no, guilty but about talking, that name.
0: Okay, my older brother was in a punk ska band in South Jersey when I was in high school and it's called Shoveled Up for short, but the long version is Shoveled Up Corpses Dead Rotting You. <laughs> Is the name of his punk ska band that That's when he so good. and he's the funniest person I know. And when he told me that name with like straight, like this is not ironic. This is we believe in this. I was like, oh no, we're gonna have different paths in life.
1: <laughs> we are very
0: different. Yeah. People. So tell me how scary pockets uh, came to
1: be. Okay. So the idea was I. So now I'm I'm in full time CEO mode, which is like a triple time job. And so yeah. I really don't have a lot of time to make music anymore. Which you know. Is I'll, we can get that's a whole other yeah, topic. we're gonna
0: talk about as much as we can, don't worry.
1: Okay, so so, um, in the meantime, I still wanted some way to be able to make music because right. that's such a joyful, wonderful experience for me. And so, um, I have a buddy in LA who's you know, a touring musician, He he's played with John Legend, he was John Legend's MD, and he's been on tour cool. with Ben Folds and played bass for Ben Folds. And, um, anyway, he just knows everybody and all these great players and all these great musicians. And, uh, and the idea was, hey, let me fly down to LA once a month Mm -hmm. you have this amazing network of amazing musicians that are like the best musicians in the world and so let's like put together a band once a month a new band every month and just like get into the studio one day release write and record or well rather arrange and record four songs Uh and then release them once a month oh sorry once a week for a month and then next month fly down do it again so we started doing that and it it worked really well. People love watching it. And so. Yeah. And um, also for
0: your creative brain, it's just constantly gears in motion.
1: Yeah. I yeah. get to like come down and be just totally creative and free and experimental. And, you know, it's fun. We, we come down, you know, when we arrive at the studio, we have nothing planned. So it's just.
0: That it's really improvisational. Yeah. It, it feels like, like.
1: Whatever we make.
0: True form of collaboration. It mm. seems like like trusting that everyone's instincts are good. Totally. Yeah, that's yeah. fun. That's it's so very fun. cool. I love it. Okay, so name came out. Oh, so the name. God damn
1: it! I'm embarrassed about I'm this. The,
0: I'm. You're embarrassed about it, and you're skirting the issue. And I'm going to keep <laughs> bringing it back to how the fuck did this name happen? Uh, I
1: love your jacket. It's really the red. Thank you. Is Guess just who so, gave it to me? Uh, who gave it to you?
0: Papa YouTube. (laughs) I got this from the last time I was invited to YouTube Rewind. So, Oh,
1: okay. How'd that go?
0: (laughs) As well as you can imagine. (laughs) Uh, Yep. Spent six hours to do half a second. Really great.
1: Sounds like a recording studio.
0: Yep, 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 Mm -hmm. yep. Okay, Scary Pockets. Yep,
1: okay. <laughs> you keep taking it back,
0: Grace, uh-huh. damn it. I love the wife story, but I really want to blaze by that and get to Scary Pockets. Okay, Scary Pockets,
1: <laughs> unfortunately. The idea was we want to have a lot of fun together. Mm-hmm. We want to be able to tour.
0: Unfortunately, the idea is that you want to have fun
1: together. No, like, no. unfortunately, was, that was in reference to the name. Uh-huh. The idea was it was all about the groove. We yeah. wanted to just, because musically, I get really in the weeds. I care a lot about harmony, and I like get all artsy-fartsy, and I want to... Sometimes I'm my own worst enemy when it comes sure. to making things. And the idea was, fuck it. Let's just have fun. Let's make it all about the groove. Let's mm-hmm. just make amazing funk music. Let's just concentrate on the pocket is, is the word. Let's cool. like, play in the pocket. And the idea was, here's where it's unfortunate and just so gross and awful. The pocket is so good, it's scary. <laughs> oh, kill me. slit my throat. Got it. I hate myself.
0: <laughs> I like it. I oh, mean, no. as someone that didn't know the origin story of the name, I was like, that's a fun name. That uh, seems like cool and interesting. Could have 10,000 different uh ways that it got to that point. Yeah, but... Unfortunately,
1: it's the worst of those 10,000 ways. It's actually <laughs> where it
0: is. no, it's honest, it's authentic, it's true to what you guys were feeling at yeah, the time. You were right. in your group,
1: yeah, it's very nice of you.
0: How long has that uh been formed together?
1: We just had our two year anniversary.
0: Cool, yeah,
1: two years. And um, that must
0: feel like I said, like with you being this like intense CEO, having this moment happen, uh, it must feel like. Like a welcome reprieve to be able to go over and just like get in your scary pocket for a second. It's the
1: best. Yeah. I love it, and I love publishing stuff. I love making you know videos and I would so, never guess uh, right yeah.
0: that you're a content creator. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you were saying so you're because you're really wrapped up in a lot of other very important things. You had to. Um, cast or is that the right word for like getting a new keyboard player? Oh yeah, for the we tour just, that they're on right now. We
1: hired a keyboard player okay. uh, who's amazing and has an awesome voice, way better than me. Um oh, <laughs> and, uh, okay. And so now he's he's doing the tour instead of me because I can't leave my job for a month. Right, right, right. Yeah.
0: So let's talk about your current job okay. that takes up the majority of your time. Yeah. Patreon. Yeah. How uh, I am a new um, patron at Patreon, a new um, creator that has been using the platform and loves it very much and is still kind of tumbling through and figuring it all out uh, and being wildly kind of uh, impressed and excited about the community that it helps build a lot like in the beginning days of YouTube, um, but it feels a little bit more intimate and a little bit more creative in the way that you can build your community and, you know, give back to your community and vice versa. how would you describe this platform to an alien?
1: Yeah. to, to an Does the alien speak English or let's do I have to do a dance or something?
0: Let's say the alien just got rid of their Snapchat and they're <laughs> looking for something else to get on board with.
1: <laughs> All right. Yeah. So
0: they understand that fundamentally. Yeah.
1: I would, I would say the thing that I've said 10,000 times, yeah. which is Patreon is a membership platform that makes it really easy for artists and creators to get paid.
0: That, I mean, I'll give you all my money. Here you go. <laughs> I'll invest in that. That sounds great. Yeah. Uh, the other question, I I'm so curious because when I was going through and looking everything up about you, um, you do a lot of talks, obviously as a, a CEO of a company, a lot of like TED Talkies situations. Um, what do you hate the most about those? About doing talks, mm-hmm. or do you love doing them? I I do
1: really like doing talks. If there's something that bugs me, um, Oh, okay. This is like a really specific, stupid thing. I can't wait. I
0: love specificity. (laughs) It bugs the shit out of me.
1: Okay. The clickers. Oh they always give you these clickers. And there's like a two second delay on the slides. Oh, dang. And I do one of those, like the talks that I give, I do, you know, a 30-minute talk will have 750 slides. Because I just like it's like a vlog. You know, I do like really fast. Oh, that's an
0: interesting way to Mm -hmm. Yeah. and so
1: like that's just how i communicate it's like a combination of like words and pictures Mm -hmm. and so i use there's like sometimes two slides a second yeah and the clickers I, you can't do it with the clicker and right. it's like the most infuriating <laughs> it like drives me absolutely bananas so i may, uh, like what we do is we have them put the laptop on stage uh-huh. but then they always have to like wire a cable from the yeah. back because the blah and it's Goddamn always mess. Like, it's a mess
0: and you would think in this day and age a, that they would have that figured out by now so you go and sound check but really it's just you checking the clicker the whole time
1: and it never fucking
0: works amazing <laughs> Amazing. Well, I've done a couple of those in my day, but never, like, they're always very nerve-wracking and always, like, very fun, but also, like, bizarre in a way. Do you have a certain way that you prep for those kind of situations? For talks? Yeah. Yes, Because I do. the audiences are obviously very different than when you go and play music. Totally. Yeah.
1: And, yeah, for me, like, I have to know who the audience is. I have to know who I'm speaking to. Right. I always... I only like talking to creators. I really don't like giving talks well, for... That was
0: so interesting. I was watching, not to cut you off, but I was watching your videos and you open with like, hello creators. Yeah. Like you have pinpointed this type of person that you want to talk to. And I think a lot of creators don't even realize that they're creators. Yeah. So it's nice to be told that. By totally. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, wow. Cool. I hadn't yeah. thought about it like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, the, the, the reason I do that is I guess because... Yeah, I just don't. I feel like creators are my people and I know how to talk to creators. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people I don't know how to talk to. So I'm sure. like, fuck it, I'll just talk to Women. creators. Women. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's, that's a great example of a type of person that I don't know how to talk to. Um, so anyway, yeah, that's why I say, like, hey, creators.
0: I love that. Yeah. Um, what have you ever had a an uncomfortable speaking engagement? I mean, they're always uncomfortable, obviously, but have there been any particular sort of standout moments that have been like, I can't believe that happened? Yeah. Because one time my very first like speaking arrangement that I didn't even know that I was doing, um, I was working for a website called My Damn Channel and they had me go do like the upfronts, which I didn't understand what that was. Mm -hmm. I just knew I was being given like a a piece of paper with notes on it and then I would come out in between people like yourself talking at a a bunch of people with money to ask for their money. I made them all do the choo-choo noise as adults. (laughs) I think I was 22 and I was like, let's all ride this train together. I want all of you to go choo-choo. And then I made them all say choo-choo and then I made them all realize that they were 40 year olds that (laughs) just all said choo-choo together. And then I was like, I don't think that was the correct thing to do in this moment. (laughs) I don't know what my protocol is right now oh that's um, amazing so that's my standout moment. that's pretty
1: good yeah. um well I, I don't think I can top that personally but let me give you one that my wife has had because that's one of yes, my favorite stories I'd love ever to hear this so she was doing like a showcase she's a one obviously a wonderful singer songwriter and she uh-huh. was doing a showcase for some one of these film festivals I don't even know what it was okay. oh oh what's the film festival in like Colorado um whatever. Uh, uh, Sundance. Sundance. Yeah. Yes. I think it was for that or something like that. Okay. And so she was or in... Or slam dance or something. Whatever. Yeah. One of those. <laughs> she's in one of those smallish rooms, like 50 people. Yeah. And it's a it's a showcase for artists who, and it's all like music supervisors in the audience. So uh, high stakes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as a musician, this is like you want like... This is your moment. Yeah. If one of these people if it's a song in mm-hmm. their show, it's mega. You're gold. You're yeah. gold. So she's there and she... Um, she says, uh, "She says, 'Hey, everybody. My name is Natalie Dawn, like Breaking Dawn, which was the 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 um the Twilight movie that just came out.' <laughs> Crickets. And then she goes, which is incidentally also the name of the porno I started last week. <laughs> Crickets. Oh, nobody no. laughs." Oh, no. She, she would kill me if she knew I was telling this story. Oh, she was mortified. Ama- how
0: amazing, mortified. Oh, amazing! Mortified.
1: Bright red Uh, and uh, like couldn't. She just, it was one of those things she never has forgotten that moment. That's
0: amazing. But then you go, that's an example of why I don't do stand up. Here's me doing music. I'm much better at this. Here we go. (laughs) Welcome, friends. Oh, I appreciate the gusto that it takes to go out and actually deliver this. Oh,
1: man. Yeah. Talk about, gosh, she really went for it.
0: Oh, God bless. Those rooms are not kind. No. I mean, they're there being like, do your song. Impress
1: me, please. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's to perform oh so
0: nuts oh my god okay uh, we're gonna take a really quick break when we get back I have a bunch of other questions about patreon about being a CEO and it's gonna be sorry listeners a lot of like me selfishly wanting to know how to be a professional in this digital world so just buckle up we'll be right back with more not too deep not- Support for today's show comes from Bare Minerals, creators of clean beauty. Purity in formulation and uncompromising performance have always been the guiding principles of Bare Minerals because they believe that makeup and skincare should make your skin better, not just better looking. And this has been the Bare Minerals philosophy since they began the clean beauty revolution in 1995 with their best-selling original foundation, which offers creamy, lightweight, buildable coverage that's naturally luminous. The clean formula is made with only five good-for-skin ingredients all minerals including non-chemical SPF protection makeup so pure you can sleep in it and it actually improves your skin over time it's everything your skin needs and nothing it doesn't and for bare minerals to be clean without compromise means good for skin formulas with proven performance and like every bare minerals product it's 100% cruelty free and better yet both the original and matte loose powder foundations are available in 30 shades so upgrade to clean beauty products use the foundation finder at bareminerals.com to find your perfect match and first-time customers will get 15% off when you use the promo code not too deep that's bareminerals.com promo code not too deep for 15% off your first purchase bare minerals the power of good not, not too deep let's get something straight here people your teeth this episode of Brought Deep Deep is brought to you by the Smile Direct Club. Smile Direct Club straightens your teeth for 60% less than braces with invisible aligners sent directly to you. You simply go online and book a free 3D scan at one of their smile shops or you can order an at-home impression kit. Then they'll email a preview of your new smile. And once you get your aligners, one of Smile Direct Club's duly licensed doctors will check in on your progress every 90 days. So visit SmileDirectClub.com for real before and after photos of some of the 550,000 plus satisfied grinners. How cute is that? Not customers, grinners. And exclusive to you, our beautiful listeners, you can get $100 off your invisible aligners when you go to SmileDirectClub.com podcast and use offer code GRACE100. You'll also get a $25 Amazon gift card with a free 3D scan at one of their smile shops or a $25 rebate on an at-home impression kit. That's $100 off at SmileDirectClub.com slash podcast, offer code GRACE100, SmileDirectClub.com slash podcast, offer code GRACE100. Okay, we're back. with Jack Conte, renaissance man extraordinaire, Uh, do you... Okay, let's talk about Patreon. Great. How did this start?
1: How did it start? Mm -hmm. It started six years ago Mm -hmm. when I, um... Well, it's an accumulation of a lot of things, but mo- but the, the most immediate story is I was working on a music video. Mm-hmm. I spent three months on this video. I drained my savings account and maxed out two credit cards. It involved a 3D printed hexapod robot and an animatronic head that was singing lyrics to the song. I was oh, working 19 sense. hour days. for the, Right, exactly. <laughs> naturally. <laughs> yeah. Yes, please continue. <laughs> um, and uh, I built a replica of a Millennium Falcon cockpit behind me to film this music video on. Of course on. you did. Of course, right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I knew I'd upload it to YouTube. I get about a million views. That's what my videos was usually getting at the time, mm-hmm. and I knew I'd make a few hundred dollars of ad revenue from it. Sure, and I sort of couldn't stomach the idea of feeling like, wait a minute, I'm doing my job, like I'm reaching millions of people, yeah, and I'm getting paid two hundred dollars for that. Like, mm-hmm. in what what planet are we on? Yeah, where uh, you can be a creator that has, even if it's like say a basketball stadium full of people, say yeah. it's only 20,000 people mm-hmm. that you're reaching with your thing. Only 20,000, again, like that's a, think about the energy and volume and excitement of 20,000 people in a basketball stadium. You release a thing and reach that many people and get paid a few hundred dollars. That's totally fucked. Yeah. Um, and as a creator, I felt like it was totally fucked. Mm-hmm. And I thought, God, what if I just ask my fans to kind of become members like, you know, WBEZ yeah. or whatever, NPR or mm-hmm. KQED or something like that. And uh, that was the idea. I pitched it to my uh, freshman year roommate in college who happened to be a wonderful programmer and, and entrepreneur. He, he built it in three months by himself. Oh, my God. And then within two weeks of, of launching it, within two weeks, I was making $6,000 per that's per insane. month instead of $100 per month. Yeah. And that was that's so motivating. much better.
0: Yeah, <laughs> some might say that's better than yeah. what was going on before.
1: But, you know, to tell you the truth, it there was another aspect of it. And, you, I mean, strangely, folks like – you yeah. were a lot of inspiration and in, in your story and seeing your fans follow you yeah. through channels. And it's a
0: Yeah. It's a really powerful and like hard to process thing as a creator. And, and there
1: is this, there was this feeling of like, wait a minute, fans go where creators are. Mm-hmm. The fans follow creators. Yeah. And if a creator says, Hey, I'm going over here now and doing this mm-hmm. fans go with that person. Yeah. 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 And so, um, you know the the thought was like gosh i know my community's going to like come along on this mm-hmm. and And other creators saw that and their communities came along too. And that's the, that's the dynamic that's basically made Patreon work as a creator says, Hey, I'm doing this thing. Come with me. And people come with them.
0: Yeah. It's been interesting because Mamrie and I use the platform now, but we were hesitant because as people that want to be comedians and exist in the entertainment industry and let our work speak for itself, but also still want to maintain a dialogue and a relationship with an audience. It feels a little like self-serving to ask them to just come and support you on this other thi- i mean i've always had a issue in like uh trusting the the entertainment value that you provide being enough that someone wants to follow you somewhere um and it's been like this wonderful eye-opening thing for us to realize that not only is it audience members and participants in a community following the people that they've been following for a while over to a different platform but then like Literally, the game Sims or building or Sim City building their own communities that are self sustain, self sustaining amongst themselves that has been like the most beautiful thing for us to see. Which is we're still processing how it all works, and it's just we're constantly like, "Are you guys good?" Is everyone? And they're like, "We're more than good. We're having a great time."
1: You know what's so funny is like you you're asking me about talks that I give. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I basically talk about every time that I tell creators every time is like. You are worth it. Like
0: it's a weird like you have to really like fucking Tony Robbins amp yourself up and let yourself know that like the value Uh, that you provide is enough for people and like tangible and effective in people's lives more than, you know. And that's, I think, hard to fully stomach as a creator to be like how much I want to give more and more because they're paying me with their attention. And now they're actually paying to like be part of this journey, for lack of a better word, since Chelsea Handler has pointed out that the Bachelor has ruined that word for all of us, uh, and so it's yeah, it's uh it's something that has been really a new thing that I think is really cool because it really resonates as someone that started in the beginning phases of YouTube, like you did, like the idea of building this community and understanding like the uh, dual dialogue that you get to have, like the open dialogue that you get to have with um, versus like traditional media. Um, it's very, very cool. But in like, in the world of like the GoFundMe's and all these other sort of like crowdsourcing type of sites, did that come into play like when you guys were developing this or you guys knew you were doing something different
1: i don't think of it in that, even in that same realm like people yeah yeah it's like we don't even think of them as competitors it's a Hmm. totally different thing like you coexist
0: with each other you're not competing against each other well they're they're
1: crowdfunding platforms yeah and we're not that. We're a mm-hmm. membership platform. Like yeah. we help we help creators grow and run their businesses. And even the vision of like the product and where it's going, we want to basically be like back office tools for creators to grow and sustain their companies. Yeah. Um so it's a very different vision than like a crowdfunding site.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. almost like you are investing in creators to build their own bars. And it's like, come hang out at my bar. You'll be regulars at my bar. Here are the drink specials we have to offer. Here are like the happy hour hours that we have versus, no offense, the Try Guys are fucking killing it, but the Try Guys bar is really great. <laughs> but I like to think the Mamer and I are like the Cheesecake Factory <laughs> to their Dave and Busters, both great. But uh, they might provide more entertainment than we do. Um, so what do you do now that you like... What's the major thing you've learned? Because you're a young like CEO in this world, I imagine. Mm-hmm. I don't know who your like counterparts are. Um, this is a full assumption without any actual knowledge. Uh, what's the major thing you've learned from starting a business like this? Starting yeah. a company like this?
1: Yeah. Um, there's, I think it's been a few things. Mm-hmm. Um, first is. Um, I, and probably the biggest thing is like how to grow teams and how to give away things that are, you're scared to give away. Like as a creator, mm. I did everything: the audio right. engineering, the production, the editing. The we're
0: control freaks. We're control freaks. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like
1: every detail matters. Yeah, and you can't scale a company like that. And mm-hmm. so I've had to give all of that stuff away. And here's the lesson, though. Yeah, the lesson is the people that. We've given it to are so much better than me, like at everything, and watching them soar and be creative yeah. and and take these ideas and run with them and turn them into a reality, and that's been it's been um, a great lesson for me, and also like a little confidence shaking because I'm like, oh, actually, maybe I'm not the best in the I world. I can't and everything. do everything. <laughs> yeah,
0: um, Snoop Dogg said one thing at a YouTube summit that stuck with me for is that he builds a team and he wants to be the dumbest person on his team. That's it. Yeah. And so I was important. like, this is so profound. Thank you, Mr. Snoop Dogg, for this piece of information. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and that's, so, but that's like, You know, it's a little bit of a challenge to...
0: But it's it's also like a a kick to your ego to realize you're not the best at everything. you got to have some... And usurping your power to someone that can very easily do it so much better than you could stay up all night trying to figure out. And can
1: do it backwards and in heels, in circles around you all night. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's yeah that's uh that's pretty special to see. It's yeah. it, like it it's a good kind of hurt. It hurts yeah. really good. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so that's maybe one thing and then uh, let's see another thing. Um gosh, the the this is yeah the the logistics and the financials of scaling an organization and managing profit against expense and Mm -hmm. how to grow those things in a healthful, long-term way. Um, I've taken those lessons and applied them now to Pomplamoose and Scary Pockets. Oh, interesting. And it's been, it's been so odd. Like I want, I want all creators to have that. Those Um, tools? Yes. And so we, you know, we want to build a lot of that into Patreon and educational tools and like partner manage, you know, partner relationships and things like that. But it's been really powerful for me to, to learn that skill set.
0: That's great. I also think that all of these lessons, even though they're super specific to this giant company that you're building, they are scalable to anyone that's starting their own business in any fashion that's out of the creative realm, too. Totally. Yeah, totally. I I think that's super important. Um, How do you do you have to do like sit down interviews with employees? Oh, that's
1: what my days are.
0: Yeah. What, yeah. uh, what's, <laughs> I hate that. That <laughs> gives me, like, makes me sweat and gives me anxiety just hearing, like, that sort of situation. Wait, why? Like,
1: with current employees or with, like, like sit so down to,
0: like, candidates? Candidates, yeah. yeah like, It's like auditioning, which yeah. I hate very much and I right. still participate in. And it brings me lots of discomfort and, um, you know, but also, you, we are, like just fucking martyrs for whatever we're trying to get out of anything. Uh, th- what, what's your go-to like interview question? Yeah. So my. St- Cause you're a creative company. So yeah. I imagine you're interviewing camp candidates in a more creative way or just asking different questions and if they're going to be a bank teller or something.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, you know, the gosh, there's some block and tackle stuff that so I, I've read a couple books What's on this. What's block and
0: tackle me Oh, uh,
1: just like the basic foundational building blocks of how to do things. OK. Um, and look, there's no right way to do like do whatever you want. And I've mm-hmm. heard of people running successful interviews where they like solve a problem together or something like great. Sure. Go for it. Um, but for me, what I found to be effective is I, know, I hope this isn't boring. But no, look,
0: I think for people that because I would love to hear this from someone that's yeah. a successful uh, like company creator yeah. as someone that wants to interview for companies right. because I feel like no one I wish they taught a class in college like here's how you interview yeah I interviewed for the NBC page program and highly fucked it up because <laughs> I had no idea what to talk about and how to answer questions yeah or anything like that so I think that there is something interesting hearing from your perspective of sure. like this is why I ask a question like this
1: yeah so I get really um it's not really set questions. I mm-hmm. get really curious out about a person's past mm. work experience. Mm-hmm. I don't ask, like, what would you do? I don't ask them about Patreon. I don't ask them about, like, okay, so if we were to blah, 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 how would you solve this Hypothetically, problem Hypothetically, we well, blah. None of that. It's always, like, so what were you hired to do? Who hired you? How uh-huh. did it go? What goal did you set? Who set that goal? Did you set it? Were you told that goal? How do you know it was oh, the right goal? interesting. And then and then you and literally like the kinds of things so people will finish an interview with me and they'll I've had multiple people say to me like, I've never (laughs) had to answer that like specific of a question about a job that I had four years ago ever.
0: (laughs) Um, But also you might have unintentionally therapize them. Like you might have unlocked some like deep seated shit for some people. (laughs) Well, but people
1: love talking about like sometimes people end up just like complaining about a coworker that they (laughs) have. But like all that stuff is really useful and you can kind of truly you get a sense of what is it going to be like to work with this person? Yeah. How are they like I'll literally say like somebody will say something like, oh, and that was a terrible idea. And I'll say, oh, you thought that that person's idea was a terrible thing. They'll say, yeah. I'll say, did you tell them? And they'll say, no. And I'll be like, oh, okay. So now I know like this person like.
0: Won't let me know if ideas that they think are terrible uh, come across their brain. Yeah. yeah.
1: Or I'll say like, why didn't you tell them? You know, yeah. And then I'll literally like get into minutia like that. But then you get a sense like when you finish, you know, when you finish a three hour interview like that, mm-hmm. you know, like, is this person candid? Right. Are they ambitious? Like, are they creative? Mm-hmm. Do they. Are they control freaks or do they let go too? Mm. Um, you can learn a lot by asking those kinds of questions.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. Um, now I want you to start a podcast that's just your interviews with potential candidates because <laughs> that would be oh, fascinating. It would be.
1: It would be awful
0: uh, or awful. You know, two sides of the same coin. Uh, okay. What would you tell fifteen-year-old Jack?
1: It's It's gonna be okay.
0: It's gonna be okay. It's
1: gonna be okay. Really? She's like, if this is yes, it's gonna be okay. Don't worry. <laughs> Fifteen year old Jack was so anxious and worried and scared.
0: And scared? Oh yeah. I mean I think we all were. Yeah. I think that uh, none of our fifteen year old selves would believe our adult selves telling us that it's gonna be okay. I know. In hindsight, I'm yeah, if I told fifteen year old Grace it'd probably be the exact same thing and she'd be like, You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you I'm, don't know me. I'm the smartest person alive <laughs> and I know that I'm anxious. <laughs> um okay. Are there any creative projects that you have zero part of but are so excited to see happen? Because mm. I I watched your. Uh... We had Elle Mills on the podcast a couple weeks ago, and I watched your video, like, chronicling, trying to figure out, like, what makes her so special. Yeah. And it was really fascinating to see it be broken down in, like, such an academic way, almost. Uh, and she's just, I same feeling that when I first saw her videos, I got mad at them because I thought That's, they were so good. And yes. I was like, why, how does my brain not work like that at so young? And she's so wise beyond her years and thoughtful and effortlessly thoughtful even though it's very calculated thoughtful yeah uh and so i feel like you identify same with like Casey Neistat and people like that like um people that you think are doing great things and ideas that you think are great. Is there anything that's happening kind of currently that you're like, that fucking rules? I'm not part of it, but that's really cool.
1: So many things. And it's like more and more nowadays. Really? I I mean, you mentioned a few of them just now. Elle, Mm -hmm. I think, is really special. Her storytelling is next level. Yeah. Um, I think what uh, Mythical is doing Mm -hmm. is so boundary pushing.
0: They're the reason I started this podcast is because I got on their podcast and they made me open up too much and I didn't want anyone to have to feel that way. And now here we are talking about your inner feelings about everything (laughs) five years later. (laughs) But yeah, Um, they continue to evolve in a way that I'm like, a perfect yeah, great. You guys are doing it so well. I don't I feel like nervous for the expansion of your company. I know. It feels smart and right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I would say kind of funny too is pretty impressive.
0: Okay. I'm not familiar.
1: It's similar to similar to mythical. Okay. Um, in that they're they're able to kind of grow it, but it's it still feels really true and real and not corporate y. Um cool. but they're but they're, you know, I think the, the team's big. Oh, I think what um I think what Phil DeFranco is doing is really cool. Yeah, um, that's awesome. Uh, Issa Rae is mind oh, blowing.
0: She's she rules. Oh yeah. my god,
1: she rules. Yeah,
0: if she ever got on this podcast, I think I'd just sit in silence for an hour. Like, <laughs> like, you, I would love you to talk about anything you want to. You can sleep. It's cool. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. I mean, that there's a, there's a few folks. Yeah,
0: very cool. Do you still keep up with like the YouTube world as much?
1: Very much so. I have 120 subscriptions. Yeah, I watch all the time. I don't watch everything every time, but uh, but yes, I'm very, I'm very uh, yeah. Do you watch
0: anything outside? Like, what's your go-to guilty pleasure? Do you watch reality TV at all? It's basically what I'm getting at. It's a long way to get to. Do you watch The Bachelor, (laughs) Real Housewives? (laughs) I watch.
1: uh, Parks and Rec. Oh,
0: that's not even um, guilty. That's a great show. <laughs> that's a great show. Okay, but
1: I'm on my third time through it with my wife.
0: There you go. I mean, which
1: we just love it fair. so much. It's
0: totally fair.
1: God, it's so good. Ron Swanson and Ugh. Leslie Nope.
0: Um, God. I, yeah, I'm in love. True, wonderful, yeah. wonderful humans. Yep. Um, okay. How did you get Pomplamoose as a name? Pomplamoose
1: is a silly sounding word yep and it is a French word that means grapefruit right and so now
0: there's pomple yeah let's lacroix uh is Pomplamoose, right? Yeah, uh-huh. It's mis- it's misspelled? Yeah. Well, so, I don't understand this.
1: Because if you had a band name that was spelled like the French version of Pomplamoose, <laughs> nobody would be able to spell it.
0: <laughs> Fair. So
1: we just made the spelling american Okay. And now everybody can spell it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cause I was like going through this being like, wait a minute, which one's spelled wrong? I know. I can't <laughs> tell. I've never actually written this word out before. How is this?
1: Wait, I'm curious. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm backtracking a little bit, but yeah. what did you open up about with Rhett and Link on Ear Biscuits? What was the moment where you're like, well, whoa, I'm really showing I was my on, soul? So
0: I was on their very first episode uh, of mm. their podcast mm-hmm. and they basically I went to their old 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 studios mm-hmm. and then they I shot like a video with them and they're like we would like to we're doing a podcast Do you want to like come be on it and I was like okay and then so they took me downstairs to a dark room that had like one interrogation light in oh, it God. and we sat around a wood table much like this but it was circular and I've seen that table yeah, yeah. and so they It was just basically like we were just very, they remind me of my brothers. And so we just started talking about YouTube and talking about like I was moving to Los Angeles and talking about more of my personal life that I at that point in my YouTube career hardly ever talked about. Mm -hmm. Forgetting that like I'm on a podcast with them, like really feeling like I'm talking to these people that I respect and admire in the YouTube space and getting to have a real like adult intimate conversation where we're both curious about each other's experiences and then realizing, Oh, this is being recorded. and going to put, be put out there. Oh, okay. And I left being like, whew, I think I was fine. But like, I <laughs> you definitely, like wanna backtrack. yeah, at that point, like everything was comedy first and mm. like anything about my personal life was like tertiary at mm. most. And so it, they just created this very warm, wonderful, curious environment that I really loved very much. And then Hannah did it a couple of weeks later and she literally like called me after the podcast and was like, I have to ask them to take some stuff out because they got me too comfortable. And I started opening up. How do they do that? they're just wonderful humans they're just sugar to the core like they're just good they have no ulterior motive they're genuinely curious about people and I walked away going I won't make anyone feel that way until now and then I realized like the importance of it and they're just like yeah they're groundbreaking also it was at the same time that I was trying to do stuff in traditional the same way that they Mm. had just come off of like commercial kings and like had been bridging the gap without anyone really kind of acknowledging them for doing that Mm -hmm. and so they were real like uh as someone that was doing traditional comedy and youtube at a time that like traditional comedians didn't really respect the digital space yet i felt like why is no one like giving them credit where credit is due like these guys have done everything i feel the same way yeah and i just like so the fact that they asked me to do this thing was just like so unbelievable and validating
1: and yeah, yeah and
0: i was just like they're this is so wonderful and i Really admire their trajectory and like it was kind of just me wanting to hear more about them off camera, kind right. of because it felt like they were more themselves too. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was one. Of, it was like the first time of being like. It was also maybe the first podcast I had ever done. Wow. I'm not sure. So it was also that uncomfortable feeling of like. So you don't edit this and to jump cut sound bites that yeah. only last for two minutes max because yeah. that's what the algorithm is whatever the fuck the algorithm is um speaking of trajectories mm-hmm. and career trajectories are you turning this around and starting to interview me no, right now not okay. at all that's not uh not
1: what i was gonna do um <laughs> i'm actually curious though because yeah. i only saw i saw it from the outside and if you've talked about this too much and it's and you no, don't like no talking about it anymore that's fine but the transition from daily grace mm-hmm. to its grace yeah um Was one of those moments, at least from the outside, that was so badass. And, um,
0: oh, thank you. It was, um, not my choice.
1: <laughs> well, so that that's what I was wondering. Like how-
0: Yeah, so the basic, like the the uh I couldn't talk about it at the time because it was a legal thing, but I was hired by my Dem channel when I first started making videos as an independent contractor. Right. Um and so then I was making videos that made it look like I was a completely independent creative that owned all of our uh, property, but they owned the IP for every single video I made. I did it all myself, shot it, uploaded it, promoted it it, um, did everything. And so when we tried to negotiate a contract for like a year when it was ending um, for me to get ownership and like still give them a cut and whatever, and they were just like strongholding no. And so my agent at the time, because when I first started meeting people in the YouTube space, I still thought YouTube was my survival job while I auditioned to try and do the Tina Fey trajectory. (laughs) And uh, then I met Hannah Hart and she opened my eyes of this is actually, um, a a field that has opportunity and that she was, you know, coming from being a Japanese translator to realizing that now this is this new opportunity. She's going to learn how the business works and figure it out. And I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. This makes sense to me. And, um, so she was really inspirational in me figuring out like this actually might be where I should shift my focus. I can still audition and do all that and do improv comedy and whatever. Right. But this thing has so such value that I don't even know yet what's going to happen with it. Um. And so my contract was ending and we tried to negotiate. Didn't work out. My agent at the time tried to Um. he literally like sat me down and talked to me. He's like, you have to think about walking away from this because we've been trying for months to make this contract work and they are absolute resolute, like, no and so are you okay with walking away? And, and what head, was the
1: other option though to just stay and keep the working The other option for them? was to
0: stay keep doing it and like let that they paid me a salary so I I've never been a numbers person on YouTube and yeah. I still have that like conditioned into me that I don't look at numbers, I don't look at subscriber counts because mm. for the first few years of me being on the platform that didn't affect how much money I was making. I was Holy getting paid shit. the same no matter how many people were watching so I was always, my primary very concerned was making content that i thought was funny trying to make people laugh. That was it. I knew I was making the same salary regardless of whether this video did really well or this video that was weird that I liked so much more didn't do really well. Mm. Didn't really matter. It only bruised my ego a little bit when yeah. the videos I really liked creatively didn't do as well. i all um, that feeling. And this is before like, you know, clickbait wasn't like the thing, you know, that sort yeah. of clickbaity culture. It wasn't the thing. Like, I never made thumbnails. I didn't really try to take advantage of that because it didn't affect my salary ever Um, and so it was a very weird thing and the Green Brothers were like the true champions of when I told them this thing that I, I have to leave this company and I'm not legally allowed to explain this to an audience they were fired up about it and they wrote these really well, amazingly articulated Tumblr posts that explained my whole situation because I got locked out of my account at the end of the year when the contract ran up. And I had already created this new channel that was my original channel before I started getting paid to make videos uh, and just kind of re-quote branded it. And so they really let like the audience know and then I reached out to a bunch of other content creators and everyone was just like super incredibly supportive of like throwing their weight to their audience to let them know that this isn't fair what's happening it was you know the time on youtube I think was very pure, and it yeah. made me actually cry because of the sense of community that Holy I
1: moly. I
0: understood the sense of community. i had been to you know VidCons and Playlist Lives, but that was the real moment that I realized like, oh, these fans have created a relationship with me, with and you, with me as yeah. a person, and I with them, and that my co-creators are not in the way that when I go to an audition you're competing against a bunch of people to try and get a part. YouTube was, you collaborate mm. high tides, raise all ships. Like that was the most beautiful moment to me. Um, and then it's all gone downhill from there. And, uh, <laughs> fuck it. So now I'm trying to audition. If anyone has a pilot out there, <laughs> I
1: that's love such a gutsy move though. I, I mean, did, yeah. Were and you... at the
0: time there, I didn't feel guts and people kept telling me that. And I couldn't process that. That's what it seemed like on the outside wow. because there was no alternative. Like that was it. I had to do that. But at the same time, the wonderful thing about working with like Hannah and Mamrie is that we were working on other projects outside of YouTube and trying to diversify like our content creation Mm -hmm. because we started getting opportunities. So we were just saying yes to like, you want to finance a movie? Yeah, we have, we have a script. Here we go. You want us to write a book? Great. I have a book. Here we go. Like we just knew this hustle of like, I, my philosophy was always like the internet could get shut down tomorrow. And what does my world look like if that happens? So I have to have backup plans. Like I have to have, skill sets and tools and uh you know pots on the fire right. situation. And do you
1: still feel like that? Does it feel like you're Oh like, yeah. It does. Huh. Yeah, wow. it does.
0: Definitely. And I feel like that's one of the biggest things that a piece of like you're giving your pieces of advice that I would give to people is like, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Put a lot of eggs in a basket you really believe in. But make sure you got a couple eggs on the back burner that are <laughs> yeah. in a couple other baskets just in case because you never ever know. And with the way that like the YouTube climate changes so frequently, I feel like I'm so out of the game because I don't understand nor I'm also you know, burnout is real. And yeah. so the idea of like the creative brain going, we don't know what to produce anymore. So right. let's take a break for a second is kind of like where my mindset's at a little
1: bit. Oh, so we're not cutting to an ad?
0: Oh, no, that's a great segue. Let's get <laughs> to a break real quick. Let's actually take a break for a second. When we get back, we have your Twitter questions for Jack Conti. Because enough about me. I already went through all this shit on Rhett and Link's podcast, Ear Biscuits, <laughs> like five years ago. <laughs> we'll be right back. Nah, nah. Nah, nah, nah. Na, na,
1: na. Na, na. Too deep.
0: Today's episode is sponsored by OpenFit. It's a brand new, super simple streaming service that takes all the complexity out of losing weight and getting fit. Everyone's bodies are different, and OpenFit gets that, which is why they personalize your needs with custom, tailored, original content. Not to mention, with OpenFit, you can work out anywhere in as little as 10 minutes a day using your computer or your web enabled TV, tablet, smartphone, or Roku. And it's just super easy as someone that travels a lot but doesn't want to feel like her body stayed stagnant. This allows me to get in a quick energy-boosting workout, something that I, you know, would not find too boring. And like I said, they tailor everything directly for you anywhere I want to. OpenFit has changed the way people work out. And with the code GRACE, you can join me on a fitness journey personalized for you. Use my code GRACE and start using OpenFit. For your journey to a healthier life, and right now, during the Open Fit 30 day challenge, you beautiful listeners get a special extended 30 day free trial membership, and where you can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days. You just text Grace, GRACE, to 303030, that's 303030, and you will get full access to all of Open Fit's workouts and nutrition information for free. Again. Text Grace to 303030. Standard message and data rates may apply. Are you craving flavor and refreshment this summer? I bet you are. So pick up one of the three flavors of Bud Light Chilada original, extra lime, and the newest member of the family, mango. Bud Light Chilada is perfect for drinking at brunch, on the beach, or just hanging with friends in the sun. The original Chilada brings you the crisp, refreshing taste of Bud Light with the rich, signature taste of a Clamato tomato cocktail, this distinctive blend delivers a flavor that's truly refreshing. The Chilada Extra Lime has a citrusy spin on the classic Chilada flavor, and the Chilada Mango brings a tropical touch to summertime. Uh, I mean, you can enjoy this if you're at the pool. You can pour it over ice. You can garnish with a slice of lime, some celery, and mango. You can have it chilled. You can have it straight up. You can have it any way you want. You can salt the rim of your glass, add a dash of hot sauce for even more kick. I mean... I love a good Bloody Mary, and I also love a good crisp beer in the the summertime. So this is actually the best of both worlds. Pick up a Bud Light Chelada today and learn more at BudLight.com. Bud Light Chelada flavor that refreshes. Jack, before we get into these Twitter questions, I'm going to ask you the two questions I ask every single guest Mm -hmm. that's on the podcast. And the first is, who, alive or dead, would you most want to throw cold spaghetti at?
1: Cold spaghetti. Yes, sir. Who, alive or dead, would I most want to throw cold spaghetti at? Um, <laughs> what a weird question. Welcome.
0: This is how the podcast started. It was only questions like this. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: okay, so it's somebody I don't like.
0: Not necessarily, unless there's someone in your life that you would this would be celebratory, you know? Mm, throwing,
1: throwing wet noodles at a person that I love. Um <laughs> That's going to be the name of my next album, by the way. I was going to say, that
0: sounds like a song.
1: (laughs) Um, You know what? I'm going to go with, uh, I don't know why, but it's coming to mind, the lead singer of Bare Naked Ladies.
0: Oh, Fred. No, that's not. That's Limp It's Fred Durst. Fred Fred Durst. The the other guy. It's
1: been that guy. Yeah.
0: One week since you looked at me. Yeah. Chickadee China, the Chinese chicken. And I
1: want to do it. I want to do it while he's doing that rap. (laughs) I want him to do the rap and then I want to throw Colt Spaghetti in his face.
0: I would sign up for your Patreon just for that to happen, specifically. Okay, the other question I ask every single guest is to tell us your worst pants shitting story or close call, but you can only use three words or small phrases. So mine, for example, is college jogging front lawn. Yeah, it's specific. I probably have updated versions, but this is just my go to.
1: Car, gas <laughs> yes, pedal, oh, no. disgusting. Okay, I
0: like that your voice quaked when you first started to get into this. Oh,
1: that was such a bad time.
0: Oh, uh, it's never a good time. I don't know that anyone's recounted their worst pants shitting story in a loving way, oh. like a favorite nostalgic memory. Don't don't okay. enjoy that. Let's get into these Twitter questions. Lots of questions for you. Um, Someone to know: What's your favorite thing made of wood?
1: My favorite thing made of wood. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with our new uh, kitchen table.
0: Oh, okay. That my
1: buddy made for us. Very cool. And it's a giant hunk of wood that he cut, you know, he cut a a thing out of and planed it and made it all nice and we eat on it every day now.
0: That's a functional and fashion at the Uh, same time. I love it. It's the best. That's very sweet. Um, So I want to know what's the worst way you or someone you know has started a conversation. I mean, you told us about your wife. Trying to start a conversation in a yeah. room at Sundance.
1: Um, uh, okay, the worst way someone's ever started a conversation with me is, mm-hmm. what's your deal?
0: Get, fuck off. Okay. <laughs> 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 I mean, yeah, that's fair. Look, it's a, it's a, I'm workshopping it. Uh, we'll see how, if it continues. Uh, someone wants to know what's harder, founding a tech company or starting a band with your wife
1: oh my god they're both so hard
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, you I, you might think that starting a band with your wife is more emotional uh-huh. but actually the emotional ups and downs of starting a tech company are otherworldly
0: really yes wow um,
1: like every day the best thing happens followed by like the worst thing like every day
0: you can't prepare for anything and yeah.
1: And it's, it's, uh, it's very emotional. Like there have been, I mean, if we're going for it, yeah, here, go for it. there have been moments where I've like, you know, gone to the bathroom and cried.
0: Yeah. yeah I mean, this is literally sure. like a baby.
1: Yeah. It's, it gets hard sometimes.
0: It's also, you know, like there's a lot of people's job, like people that are involved in this business yeah. with you. So it's like, you're not being self-serving. You're literally trying to serve other selves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's emotional. They're both emotional. I'll- do
0: you do like company retreats? mm
1: we do company outings, so outings. we'll go to Angel Island for a day or something, and fun. yeah, we do that. It's fun. very cool. Yeah, we play sports and eat food.
0: Sweet, be humans around each other right. and yeah. don't have to just only exist on email threads with right. each other. Uh, someone wants to know any studies relating to creators that display their income versus those that don't. What?
1: Oh yeah, I know what they're talking about. Okay,
0: explain this to me then. So we
1: we allow as a creator, you can either say how much money you're making per month or not on your page. You right. Can have your oh dollars. yeah, I know that's
0: the interesting thing. Yeah. Yeah, that I've noticed, but. Um... So and, they're asking for studies.
1: Yeah, I think what they're asking is like, hey, does it help you or hurt you or is right. it – should you do one or the other? And we've run A-B tests on that and mm-hmm. we show that it has no effect on creators. Oh, interesting. So if you show your dollar amount or not, it doesn't get you more patrons or less patrons. It's It doesn't matter.
0: I think that's really good to know because then it comes down to personal preference of what, because that's when Amory and I were first, you know, trying to figure it out. It was a lot of looking at other people's pages and getting like mixed signals on like, they're doing this, but they're doing something totally different. And then realizing, oh, you just have to decide for yourself what works for you and like create your rules of your community, basically.
1: And there are some people that think, you know, that say like, Gosh, for me and my community, transparency is everything. I tell mm-hmm. them everything. I give them quarterly financial reports, and you know, and then there are some people who are like, "Hey, I'm a private business. I don't want to tell it." Like when you right. walk into a dentist's office, it doesn't say the dentist's salary over the door. Right, right, right. right? I know like,
0: that's always been because one of the main questions, and speaking of like question, the worst questions to get was when you know I first started doing interviews. Is like someone that was of note on YouTube or whatever. Yeah, it was like. So you guys are millionaires. Like, how much money do you make? And I remember someone being like, it might have been Harley Morenstein because he was so outspoken about this. And I love his completely bold, aggressive opinions about things (laughs) uh, that he was like, you wouldn't ask a doctor that's about to, like, cut you up. Like, how much do you make a year? Like, there's no world in which that's like a socially acceptable question for this person. I know. And so it's always been very... Interesting to me how curious people that aren't involved in the digital space are specifically about the financial gains. I think there's
1: like this uh, this kind of expectation that if you're an artist, you have to be public about your financials, which is just like no
0: right and then when this like mythology was created that like all youtubers are millionaires and they're all making like unreasonable amounts of money for absolutely no actual quote talent or work then everyone jumped on board that because it's easy to hate on that situation than to try to understand it and learn about what the actual true value is in the digital space sorry that's i'm workshopping my ted talk right now (laughs) about all this uh so i want to know what's the weirdest experience you've had with a celebrity or an artist
1: Oh, I've got a good one.
0: Yes. Can't wait.
1: Can I, can I say this one? I, I'm we can bleep out names. It. You can okay. make up
0: fake names. You can, mod- none of us know the truth. So you can be as fictitious as you want.
1: Okay. So I went to like a pitch uh, once with like a bunch There were a bunch of people and it was a pitch for Snoop Dogg. And so. For like
0: a television show or no, for.
1: No, like we're talking about our companies and there was oh, a bunch okay. of founders there and we're talking about our companies and Snoop Dogg is there with his team. Uh-huh. And so I'm at a table, I'm sitting across from Snoop Dogg. And I uh, was talking about Patreon and Uh like how it helps people make money and how creators are like being undervalued by the, you know, the global ad ecosystem. And, you know, I was really getting into it. I was super excited. I told him a story about this one web comic that we have named Zach Wienersmith, who does this amazing comic called Saturday Morning Breakfast Cereal. Uh And so I started telling him about Saturday Morning Breakfast Cereal and, you know, how like amazing is now he's making all this money and like he can hire a team and an assistant. and He can spend more time drawing comics. And I get through the whole thing and he and Snoop Dogg is he's wearing a like a beach hat. Sure yes. And sunglasses? Why not?
0: He's, he's allowed. He can he, do anything he, can do whatever
1: he, wants. <laughs> he wants. He's leaning back with his arms crossed, and he just goes. I finished, he goes, Huh, Wiener Smith. <laughs> 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 and I was like, Yup. Oh, and this is yeah, That happened.
0: That's perfect. <laughs> it was so
1: good. Oh, that's amazing.
0: Also, I'm not. I mean, I'm a, kind of a gambling woman, but I would never would have guessed that Snoop Dogg would be brought up so much in this podcast with you. So I'm very <laughs> yeah. Thankful that's for right. This. You
1: had a Snoop Dogg story too.
0: Um, okay, so I want to know who or what is your YouTube guilty pleasure?
1: Guilty pleasure, or Isn't just a pleasure? My my YouTube pleasure. Okay, I've been watching um, uh, Potato Jet a lot. We, Excuse me? I uh, know. It's like a <laughs> upcoming uh like camera I'm a camera nerd. I love yeah, yeah, camera yeah. and cinematography stuff. So he's one of them. Um another one that I subscribed to recently um uh, uh Do you know Lewis Cole? No. Um, the weirdest, okay, most bizarre music and crazy videos where he gets a hundred of his friends to all put on masks and march down a railroad like track <laughs> playing horns. Sure, and it's mixed, and he's wearing like a like a naked bodysuit and smashing mailboxes. <laughs> it is so weird, but the songs are so deep and beautiful and wonderful. Really? Yeah, so it's like incredible his name music. Again? Lewis Cole. Lewis is Cole. His name. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he's definitely one of them. That's
0: all, do you get into any of the ASMR or oh things I, like that? So
1: I love that it exists. Yeah, but I don't get it.
0: Okay, so we're on the same boat. Then. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't
1: get the tinglies.
0: Me either. I I understand how people could get yeah. that. It bothers me. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like it at all. It feels like it's um offensive to me. <laughs> it's threatening me in some way. Uh, are there any things that you like? hate watch or or hate follow
1: Oh, I'm so careful about that. Yeah, I I like because oh, yeah,
0: everything's very public. And as like a you know the person behind a giant company, I'm oh. sure that you have to be much more like strategic in the way that you operate online. I think that that's
1: not even it for me because like I think my watch history is private. I hope. Um, <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but, I assume but, the FBI agent assigned to my computer is just like, like let no her F- have it. Oh no, she deserves but, uh, it. No, I think the reason I'm careful with hate watching is because oh, we all have so many few minutes in our days. Oh, and, yeah. and like, why just give yourself those feelings?
0: That's true. I think, I guess I wouldn't call it hate watching. I just get so sometimes very aggressively curious about someone that operates so differently than I do in the world. Mm. And so I think that's a more positive spin on hate watching oh. that I'm just fascinated by like, The way people, but also I I guess it's not hate watching it's just like full curiosity of like I don't like share for instance wouldn't be a hate follow for me but she is oh. she tweets in such <laughs> hieroglyphics that are so unfathomable like that I can't fully process that I'm it's like my it's a, its own television show to me to watch this happen yeah
1: because it's like an alien
0: yeah it's like yeah. wait
1: how is that hap my brain is so different than your brain yeah and this person yeah. like, is
0: so unbelievably talented in a certain industry that like now it's like taking to social media that I'm like I love this i will watch this constantly
1: (laughs) yes please keep going
0: exactly yeah um okay so i want to know what social media site would you get rid of no consequences obviously but it just disappears from the internet facebook facebook really
1: yeah i don't use i haven't used facebook and maybe yeah forever i mean the band you also
0: don't use instagram I don't really
1: use Instagram. Yeah. Well, no, that's not
0: true. Okay. I use Insta-
1: I I follow on Instagram, but I don't post. Oh, really so you creep
0: on Instagram.
1: Well, hang on a second.
0: <laughs> <laughs> before or you're, we you're make doing research calls. on Instagram. <laughs> Got it. I, so
1: I I think I use Instagram in a weird way. I don't follow friends on Instagram. Okay. I only follow artists. Oh, okay. And so I, I use I use Instagram, I think, in a weird way. Every time I open up my Instagram, I feel inspired. And, oh, that's nice. And when I find oh, something that's shoot. like really I great, figure that out. Yeah. I double click it and I heart it. But only when it's like, oh my God, that's amazing. I don't want to forget that. Yeah, yeah. And so then I go through my hearts and it's just all like... Like oh. if I want to come up with an idea for a music video, I just go to my heart's playlist and it's the it's mind blowing.
0: So you're basically creating like a Pinterest page for yourself on Instagram. Yes, that's all
1: oh, that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should use Pinterest. but that's, Maybe you
0: should just use Pinterest.
1: That's, that's how I use Instagram. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. We've had other people say that. And I'm like, mm, that's a better way of doing it than going down wormholes of just like people that don't inspire me. That I'm just like, what is this? Yeah. How is this? Yeah,
1: I, I, I don't
0: do that. Uh, so you get rid of Facebook. Okay. I, get rid of, yeah, I just don't. I, I don't. think that's fair. I think yeah. a lot of people have that, too. Yeah. Um. Okay, if, oh, whoa. If music were a visual art form, what media and color palette do you prefer using?
1: Ooh,
0: That's a heavy one.
1: That is a cool. Yeah. If it were a visual art form. Okay, it'd definitely be, it'd definitely be video. Okay. And it would be color palette. It would be, oh, I'm going to be super artist-y right now. Go for it. It would be, um, like, it would be lots of, dark close colors but kind of like sandy and textured and uh like browns and dark greens and very earthy colors that's what it would be
0: cool yeah sounds like you just described a screensaver (laughs) (laughs) like i'll take it okay um here's our last question before we are going to wrap up in a second what does he attribute to the fact that he and natalie have been making music together for so long without losing any of their mojo
1: it's a not sexy answer, but it's the damn truth. Uh-huh. Good communication. Really? Yes. Okay. Like, um, and tough like tough conversations. Like, I'll give Honest you an example. Honest communication. Honest communication. Yeah. I showed up late um to date night once. Okay. And instead of like being um, instead of being pouty about it Mm -hmm. and maybe not saying what was on her mind, she literally just turned to me and she's like, hey, when you show up 25 minutes late for date night, it makes me feel undervalued. (gasps) And I was like, wow, I do not want my wife to feel undervalued. Wow, I'm not going to show up late to date night anymore.
0: Wow. Um,
1: And. It's literally it's moments like that. And we do it to each other. Like I'll do that with her, too. And just like that kind of real time Mm -hmm. feedback and just honesty with each other, even if it's kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. uh, I think it's really helped us feel like closer and know how to like be respectful to each other and be excited about being around each other.
0: Yeah, And then at that point, I imagine that you build up this like rapport with each other where, you know, when the other person's not Doing that. Yeah. Like you guys have that ability to be that honest in your communication that when one person's being a little passive, you're like, uh-uh, something's up. Yeah. Right. Tell me exactly what's going on. Yeah.
1: There's like no secrets. Oh,
0: that's great. It's just
1: you don't have to guess what's on the other person's mind.
0: That's just awesome. Good
1: communication.
0: Um. Okay. What's next for you? What's coming up? Do you get a day off? Do you get a vacation? Do you sleep?
1: <laughs> what goes on? You know what? I sleep. I don't really get a lot of time off. But uh-huh. that, I mean, I like work. I'm a workaholic. Sure. Um, but uh, but what's next for me? Um, I think, okay. So uh, we have a wonderful team at Patreon. We're 170 mm-hmm. people now. And it's, awesome. And the, I think what's next for me is more stuff like I'm doing this week, hanging with creators um, and making sure I stay close to creators as the company grows. And like, I want to be, I want to be having conversations with folks and learning a lot. And Mm -hmm. um, so spent, like I've been an operational CEO for the last six years. And I think the next Chapter of my CEOdom, or you know, my, my, you know, is going to be, um, you know, more hanging with creators, talking with creators who are not yet on Patreon, cool. um, learning about their problems, what they need, all that kind of stuff. I really like doing that. So,
0: I think, yeah, the more that we've had creators on the podcast, the more that I've had like conversations with friends, everything's changing right now, and everything seems like it's in this weird flux that totally. we're all having conversations that are like, what are we doing? What's happening? And we're all in this like kind of <laughs> crisis mode that might ultimately be very good but we're all kind of like floundering a little bit yeah. and just being like what are you doing you're yeah. doing patreon what's that okay yeah. tell me about that yeah cool um well that's awesome but, okay before you leave i'm gonna give you every person that makes time for being on our podcast Uh-oh. gets a personalized fortune cookie Uh-oh. and it's
1: pointing at me so i know it's that's pointing mine. at you and um
0: you don't have to eat it obviously but can i eat it you can i'm
1: gonna eat it go
0: for, you know i didn't encourage it oh, but go for I'm, it i'm eating it and do i have to read the fortune We that the that's the part I encourage.
1: Okay. All right. Well, so I'm not going to eat it then right now because (laughs) I want. Take it to go. Holy moly! Did I get like
0: triple fortune status? Maybe.
1: Looks like I got several fortunes. Double Uh, fortunes.
0: Or just one very long one. (laughs) Okay.
1: Here's what it's. Oh, it is a very long one. Uh, Okay. Asking for a friend of a friend. But could, let's say, a fortune cookie have potential with a Patreon page? (laughs) Just asking, again, not for this fortune cookie, but for my friends. Who knows? Who (laughs) knows?
0: Let it linger. We'll see what happens with that Patreon page.
1: Thank you, fortune cookie. You have a very bright future ahead of
0: you. I I will sign up to any tier that fortune cookie sets up on Patreon. And
1: now, fortune cookie, I will kill you.
0: (laughs) Um, Jack, where can people find you personally online?
1: perfect yep um people can find me maybe i'm i stopped tweeting i don't really instagram anymore uh where so if you want I? to go and follow someone
0: and be disappointed about their social media <laughs> upkeep yeah follow him oh but pomplamoose, pomplamoose
1: yeah. is very active our, our pomplamoose youtube channel cool. we release a video a week and scary pockets youtube channel we release a video a week so sweet. if you just search pomplamoose or scary pockets boom sweet
0: also, I highly encourage anyone that's interested to check out Patreon. Mamrie and I are having a really fucking great time over there. And it's just a wonderful group of people that we've been introduced to. So it's awesome. Support your creators over there in a way that you maybe never knew you could before. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Thank you, Jack. <laughs> thank you, Grace. Appreciate it for making time. We'll see you guys next time on another episode of Not Too Deep. Goodbye. Bye. Too deep. Too deep.
1: Too deep. Not too Not deep. this Grace Helbig.
0: As the creators of Clean Beauty, Bare Minerals is driven by a philosophy that makeup and skincare should make your skin better, not just better looking. And that's why their best-selling original foundation is made with only five ingredients that are all minerals. For Bare Minerals to be clean without compromise means good for skin formulas with proven performance. So upgrade to clean beauty products. Use the foundation finder at bareminerals.com to find your perfect match. And first-time customers will get 15% off when you use the promo code not Too Deep. Bare Minerals, The Power of Good. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated, producer and edited by Melissa D. writing by Diane Kang, production assistance by Katrina Henning, post-production sound by Chris Henry, and an extra special thanks to Flula for the theme music.